Hello and welcome to another episode of the Arsenal Editor Podcast. It has been a bit of a weird day. Uh, probably the most insane game of football I've seen uh, Arsenal play in a very long time. It's been it's been quite a good week, but also quite a bad week at the same time. And I think the game today against West Ham, where it was 3-3, uh, somewhat summarises, I think, our week. Because like we lost in midweek, except we actually went through. Spurs didn't go through, which was great. But we obviously we lost, which wasn't good. We had the first half today, which was awful, which we'll speak about. And of course, the second half as well, which was also really good. So very conflicting, very confusing, positives, negatives, a lot to talk about. Uh, and as ever, we've got Gus from the pants drawer to speak us to, to talk to us about it. So how are we doing, Gus? Uh, yeah, good. I've just about come round from what was a very intense 90 minutes. Um, but yeah, managed to calm down. Uh, and ready to go. Yeah, it's been a it's been a very hectic week of sport. I mean, I you know if you're a rugby fan as well, England uh, weren't very good yesterday to say the least, uh, which was very disappointing. And then by the time it all kicked off today, and then you know after 32 minutes, I think it was we were three 0 down. Uh, I basically was fearing the worst, and I started to question everything uh, that I have ever invested in in sport um and it was just basically just going to be one of those weekends but we managed to turn it around um and i don't know if you saw the what we learned this week that i put up gus um but basically the key learning was that um uh, that we didn't learn much from the game because we were pretty bad um but the key learning was that spurs didn't go through and we did which was great um so i kind of went all in on on pissing off spurs fans which was good fun um but now, and then at the 32nd minute, I was like, oh, God, I've really, really done a whoopsie here. Um, but it's come back to bite you on the arse. Absolutely. I, I, I really thought it did. But thank God for Lacazette and Martin Odegaard, you know. Um, we've, got, we've got some great three-word summaries that people have kindly submitted, Gus. Um, and we, we've sent them across to you as well. So uh, I think that would be a good way to start, like, analysing the game, right? Everyone's done it. So... Have you got got one you want to bring up first? I've got a few, um, but the one I want to open with is from John Keen underscore, who just wrote, why I drink. And I literally got to half time. I got to half time and I actually went and got a beer because I was like, I can't, I can't deal with this. That was literally the one I was about to say myself, but there's a few under the same. I think we had, we had about 10 what the fucks. Um, But Tanya Fozard said, my poor heart, which is very good. Um, uh, I got one from underscore Kiryu underscore, which was uh, sloppy yet classy. And I really think that could be used to describe <laughs> other things as well, <laughs> but definitely applicable for this game. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep it PG and we'll leave it to football. But yeah, so this is definitely, definitely the way I've never heard those two things really put together in like a good way. Um, but this really sort of summed up the day. Um, George underscore Petite um, summed it up a little bit. This actually got the most likes of all the comments, but it was quite funny. It just said, shit then class. Fair. Um, Sammy underscore G120 uh, went one step further and, and, and just said needed one more. Yes, we did. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dan Rankin, 45, highlighted uh, with uh, Thomas Party's shots. And <laughs> I think we'll come to that in a bit. But like, yes, I don't know what is going on there. Yeah, no, that's that, he's he's right. I mean, we'll get into it in a bit, but yeah, I don't, he's very good at a lot of things. And and <laughs> it turns out Diego Simeone didn't let him shoot for five years, and now we're seeing why. Um, okay, well, one more, I think, just because I think this really rounds it up. I don't know if I'm going to say this because it's definitely not PG, but um, I'll bleep out the bit uh, at the end. I know says, exactly what you're <laughs> <laughs> it's from Joey Glynn. <laughs> Joey Joey Glynn says, start quicker, you see you and you know. Yeah. <laughs> I won't say the rest. Right, he said, my he mum said what we're all but, thinking. Yeah. I mean, he, he really summed up pretty well. Um so alrighty, well let's go into the game then. And I think we've summarized it pretty well, and it was a pretty mental game. Um yeah, how did you find the the the, the lineup? Um quite surprising. I uh, I didn't see Chambers starting. No issue with it. I thought it was phenomenal. Um, back four otherwise. Mikel does like to chop and change, so I wasn't particularly surprised by that. Um, it was unusual to see Aubameyang and Lacazette play. Um, but other than that, I wasn't particularly surprised by anything. I did note that uh, William didn't even make the bench. Yeah, I, I I didn't hear any news upon that really, so I don't know if there was an injury, if it was just purely tactical. Um, but it it was it's very unlikely. Yeah, I mean, even the good games he's had, he hasn't really been phenomenal. Like, and 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 you know, uh, it's 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 only sort of been really good in comparison to his other performances, which have been really bad. But I think it looks like Martinelli maybe has stepped up in training. It looks like he took his spot potentially. Um, yeah, it I could agree. be. It could be that he's resting William because he's like genuinely really old, um, and that <laughs> yeah, we've had a lot of games and William has played, frankly, a lot of minutes uh, for someone that age, you know. But then again, so is David Louise. So whether or not that's you know I, true, I don't know. But um, yeah, I, I I thought it was quite surprising, like you say, having having Chambers in the squad. Uh, in the starting lineup, I think again another great performance. So again, we'll go into that. But um, Marie was a bit of a surprise. I think he, Mikel spoke about the height thing, and that's why Chambers was selected. And I assume that's applying at the same applicable to um, to Pablo Marie coming in as well. I don't know, but um, when Mikel Antonio yeah, is an absolute beast, maybe you just need that bit more, bit more height. Specimen. He is an app. Yeah, he is a unit. Um, I don't know because Gabriel is so good in the air. So the goal he scored against uh, Olympiacos, like amazing header, and then he dominated Kane in the North London derby. And then I think he played again in the second leg. Uh, mm. Yeah, he did. No, nobody played particularly well, but like I didn't think he had a specifically bad game. Um, yeah, I don't really know why we change so often at centre back. But yeah, I had the same thought as you that maybe it is just pure height. Um unfortunately that worked perfectly, didn't it? So we pretty much stopped them creating any chances early on. And yeah, it was it was a shutout. It was a complete shutout, actually. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> well, actually, on that though, I, I actually did just while we're on the team sheet, we'll go into getting like 
blasted for the first 32 minutes in a minute. But um, I've noticed that he's chopping and changing a lot, but he's playing David Luiz, who's like 45 years old, pretty much every game now. Um, mm. and, and we've basically seen Holding completely drop from the squad. When did, when did Holding last play? Did he, did he play against uh, uh, Olympiacos? No, I don't think so. I I honestly don't know when he last played. Um, but yeah, he's not played in a while now. And he, he made a couple of like minor errors before he got dropped. But I mean, if you're dropping players for making errors, David Luiz should be nowhere near this squad. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I, I get the feeling. And I was thinking about this earlier that with Louise, you almost know a mistake is coming, and we know that he can produce really good performances. But and I kind of there's this level of like credit that he's got for some reason within the Arteta ranks, and it always felt that Louise is going to be slipping into the team no matter what, basically. Um, whereas Holding was in the team until he did something wrong. It was always like waiting for something to happen, yeah, and then yeah, you knew yeah. he'd be dropped out. I, I don't know. He was almost like it got the feeling that Arteta felt like he was punching above his weight or something like that. And he was just waiting for him to drop his form again, um, which was unfair. I, yeah, there were a couple of mistakes. The Villa one sticks out in particular when he wasn't marking Watkins, when Cedric gave a ball away. And um, I believe there was one more, I think, the game after. It was a bit, you know, whether it was his fault or not, I can't, I can't actually remember the scenario, but I remember that feeling. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, um, but a weird one. But a weird one. Um, Saka in the lineup as well. Um, I thought he'd get rested, especially after the comments that Mikel was making about the national team and making sure he's rested and man- managing his hamstring. Yeah, he just seems so reluctant to start Pepe. So I thought I thought it'd be like I didn't think Smith Rowe would start, which obviously he didn't, and then that leaves, you know, uh, basically. Um, Pepe or Willian. I know Martinelli can play there, but like he's not started in ages. He's barely played. I'm, I don't expect him to suddenly come into the side. And he, he, like uh, Arteta does seem a bit reluctant to start Pepe in particular. So I wasn't that surprised to see Saka. I also think he offers more defensively than both of those players. And it was a bit odd to see um, Tierney and Saka on the left with Aubameyang on the right to start with that's how mm. they um lined up to start with i think that that was purely because tierney got forward more um so saka offered more protection to tierney um whereas chambers <laughs> well i thought would be like a relatively deep right back and just stay at right back and not really offer go- much going forward so uh yeah well, i was um, clearly... I think turned up yeah, yeah, we're out of nowhere. <laughs> That's gonna be um, fun. What we learned, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, it was it was a bit of a unusual um, selection to to play Saka after saying he he might not be fit enough to play for the England squad. But I don't know whether that's just trying to create a bit of um, doubt in Southgate's mind, saying yeah, he, we managed to get him through today, but he's not going to be able to play very much over the next three games, which I have no issue with at all. Saka doesn't play a single minute in the international break. Yeah, be, or maybe a few 10-minute cameos just to get a tough, cheeky Why? goal. Because, yeah. well, I, yeah, I, yeah I, mean, I was having this sort of argument in my own head earlier because, you know, that's what I do these days. But I, um, I, I think I was questioning because he, I was going to say that 
I was surprised he started because he looks not out of ideas, but tired. There's something missing. He's lost his swaz a tiny bit, just a tiny bit. And obviously, like you said last week, we're only comparing him to his like top, top level performance, which is outrageously good. And he absolutely deserves his England call-up. And I wonder that you do get that with players who burst onto the scene, who they're so exciting for the first however long. I mean, you know, indefinite time, really. But let's say for Saka, it's been about a year. And then they do kind of, I don't know if it's like a plateau or a slight yeah, tiny dip yeah. in form. Maybe it's tiredness. Maybe it's just he's being marked out of the game a bit better. But I, I think this is very yeah. temporary. Um, and I wonder if that international break will just give him that extra spark. Because people come back a different player when they've gone international break. When you're at a young age, you're more confident. You feel like you own the team a bit more. I don't know. It happened to him before where he was, he was actually dropped towards the end of last season. So he didn't play the FA Cup final. He didn't play quite a few games to the end of last season. He was just mm. taken out of the team for a bit. And I, I agree with you. I think he needs a run um, coming out of the team. And I think uh, Aubameyang needs the same. Yeah, I agree. I mean, look, Saka's our... I mean, I mean, I could say it's about one or two people, but Saka's basically one of our top two, you know, two or three players, um, for sure. And he's so important to what we do. And he's just so young. And it's just, it's worth leaving him out. I think it's, you know, it's key to say, I don't want to drop Saka per se, because he's not like necessarily underperforming. He's just not hitting the same heights as he was like, only a few weeks ago. He's had a hamstring niggle. He just like a little bit of time off to refresh would do him no harm. And I think that's the same as Aubameyang. Um I was quite, I didn't really like Aubameyang on the right, if I'm honest. Um, Mikel Arteta spoke about it. He's never really played well there. And Mikel Arteta spoke about it after the game. Um, and he said that, you know, I think someone of the interviewers was sort of rightly asking, well, that didn't work. Why did you do it? And he was like, well, it would have worked, but we didn't really have the ball. And that was what the problem was. It wasn't anything to do with the Bamiyang being on the right, you know. And um, yeah, you know, he moved over to the left in the end, I seem to remember. But um, yeah, it was all very strange. Yeah, I've got a, uh, got actually a stat for that. Uh, so Albino, <laughs> as always. Uh, Arsenal have lost five of their last nine games where Lacazette and Aubameyang have started together. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, it's There's... not it's not particularly mm. good. Well, yeah, it's it's Lacazette was absolutely on beast mode today. I thought he was really good across the pitch in so many areas, and we'll get on to that. Um I just don't see them working together and I do have the feeling that no matter how well Lacazette plays it kind of feels that Aubameyang's undroppable to Mikel Arteta and maybe he's I think right it's in doing similar that. to what you mm. said about Louise and holding that's so true okay. yeah it does feel like that doesn't it yeah yeah the thing Lacazette did so well today though that Aubameyang even when he is on it which he wasn't today but even when he plays at his best he doesn't drop into those spaces between the defence and midfield. And um, West Ham, it works really well, but only when the team we're playing is very zonal. So West Ham were instructed to set up and just say, like, stick to your position. If he runs off you, just let them go. Like, as, as long as he's running towards his own goal, let him go and get the ball, and then you're still in your position. But it meant that every time Lacazette came short, he would just have this pocket of space. Um, to to collect the ball and turn occasionally where they got 
like found out by that and started to follow him the center back would squeeze up with him and then he would play those, those first time balls around the corner he played one really good one for Saka towards the end of the first half which just led to a shot straight at Fabianski really but um even even if Fabianski's playing well uh which he's definitely done in points this season he doesn't offer that yeah I, I agree and it's it's a really difficult one because it does feel like a Bamyang's undroppable to a sense but yeah, Bamyang does he, he's a specialist finisher and he doesn't really offer other areas of the game as much as Lacazette and Lacazette does just give you that extra dimension that you were talking about and I just wonder are we a better team without a Bamyang in the team is, is a big question um uh, you know, with with Lacazette, with Pepe out left and Saka on the right, you know, um, or even Emil Smith-Rowe. I mean, it's a completely think, different setup. I think it's completely specific to the opponent. So if you've got an opponent that's going to stick on the centre forward and follow them everywhere, mm. then that does not suit Lacazette because he can't outrun them. He's not as quick. Whereas if Aubameyang is in that situation and the defence are pressing up onto him, then he creates the space for himself to run in behind. Mm. Um, which he is better at. So it's, it's like, I wouldn't say one is the obvious candidate over the other, but they both have different skill sets. Mm. But I think uh, Lacazette was better suited to this game. And I think he played far better than Aubameyang this game. Yeah. And maybe it is just a scenario that we don't play them together. You know, I, yeah, think, that would be I, th- I think so. Um, yeah. Fair. Sh- should we get into the goals? Let's get into the goals. We'll we'll do quick fire, semi quick fire ones when the ones we conceded, because uh, yeah. it's really depressing. But no, we, we, well, we should go into it. I mean, the first, in the kickoff, and to be honest, from the offset, it was just passive. It was slow. I don't know if we were tired. Um, I'm sure they are. I think they played so much football recently in, in big games as well, doing very well in them at that. So they just looked void of ideas, and they didn't really look like they were up to the races. And then Lingard. To be fair, I mean, that goal was unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, Arteta summed it up after the game and was pretty much saying what I was thinking and that their first goal was just really good. And you have to hold your hands up and say like, okay, we've been done there. But mm. after that, you should be able to compartmentalise that and say, okay, done, we've conceded, back to the process, go back into what you were doing. That doesn't change anything for us. We're still going to try and play the same way. But then the second goal, you give away that free kick, which Partey's made a habit of recently. I thought he had a good game today, but he's done that loads. And mm. then like, I play for a Sunday league team and <laughs> it does my head in when people turn their back to the ball. Like either at least one person just stand on top of the ball so they can't play or mm. ideally everyone's facing the ball. Even Leno was facing the other way. I don't, what, what is he possibly looking oh at? It's literally, it's it's a picture of like all of the things you shouldn't do in any level of football. It's the first thing you'd say. It's literally, look at the ball, make sure they can't play quick. Like, it's just so simple and so basic. There was no concentration in the team at that time. They were all looking away. Uh, I think it was a foul, by the way. I know there was a bit of analysis about that. You know, soft or whatever. Fine. Um, And it's just so annoying. It was Saka. It's uh, Saka. Yeah. Um, and then, but Tierney was the one that surprised me as well. I mean, he's the one that's like so sharp and he shouts, you know, um, and he's the one rallying the troops. And I always, he's always the one that I would trust to be like the sharpest there. And he just, he was the one turning around and he was sort of just walking. And, and then, you know, he goes through 
and Jesus Christ, Leno, man. <laughs> I mean, it was so just bad. so that, many that is, errors in that. Yeah. It was just and, awful. Mm. And uh, Leno's error, I'm convinced, is because he wasn't set prior to the to having to make the save. And that is because he wasn't looking at the ball. And I don't understand what he can be interested in. <laughs> like, know, maybe we've seen something shiny in the stand, but like, come on, man. Just <laughs> just look at the ball, please. Literally. <laughs> like, oh, it's it just, could you remember, the, remember the, I think it was Southampton game. Um, we conceded in like the first five minutes after I think Lacazette went through oh, in the yeah, first minute and yeah, missed yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that was yeah. that strike from the edge of the box, whilst he was unmarked, which is slightly annoying. It was an unbelievable strike, you know. And they sorted themselves out. They got back to basics. They concentrated. We won the game comfortably. Brilliant. I think it was three uh, one. And and this is just the opposite of that. I mean, it's literally yeah. head down, head in the sand, and just. I don't know, take an absolute pounding. It was horrible. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And then um, uh then then they went and scored a third. Yeah, that was nice. That was really nice. That 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 I think so, was the happiest I've been in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and that yeah. um when I first saw it, I thought oh, maybe that's similar to the first goal. And like as soon as that ball comes in. You know, David Luiz loses the header, but I've got no criticism of him when you've got Michael Antonio on a running jump up against you and being yeah. able to beat you in the air. Like, you ever play against someone like that athletic, you, you, there's just nothing you can do. Um, but the most annoying thing is it comes from playing out from the back. Mm. Tierney gives the ball away, but he's trying to pass to Yang, who is like, I don't know what he's doing. He's just standing there, makes no effort to create an angle for him to play. Mm. The ball gets given away. Tierney busts to get back, manages to block the cross coming back in. And that should have given loads of time for Aubameyang to mark the second player because they're both playing on the left by this point. Yeah. So yeah, Tierney yeah. makes the first block. He can't, he physically can't get back out to make the second block, but it shouldn't have been a problem because Aubameyang being there. And I watched it on the analysis afterwards, you can see Aubameyang just walking in the top of the screen. And I'm like, look, oh, every, yeah. everyone has games where they don't play well, and that's fine. Like, you can't expect any player to, you know, bang in two, three goals a game. But if you don't do that, the bare minimum is just to work hard. Like, yeah, literally run, a, get run, a, run a bit, yeah. <laughs> defend, or just get your body in the way, like... You're not a great defender, but you made a really good challenge on the other flank a few minutes before. It's like literally just get your body in the way of the block or don't let the cross come in or make him play it round you or something. Mm. But they, he gets a free, basically essentially a free kick into the box. And then Antonio runs onto it, gets deflected Awful. in off uh off whatever Suchek. his name is. Check guy yeah. Suchek. Suchek. Yeah. Um well, the defensive side of it is always a bang run's pretty good. You know, he always puts a shift in, gets back. I, I, that is something I could definitely attribute to him normally. And it just seemed like this was one of those days where everybody on the pitch was was like that. And, you know, yeah. Tierney did well there. Like, and, uh, Bam Yang, that was a Bang Yang's turn this game to just be shit and just not put in the effort. Which yeah, was so was annoying. And, and yeah, didn't learn their lesson. So, I mean, 3 0, it was, it was diabolical at that point, wasn't it? It was. I weirdly, now this is easy to say in hindsight, but I had a feeling, I was like, I don't, this isn't it. Like, I didn't feel we were going to get beaten 4-5-0. No. Um, 
Actually, I, I had did. a sneaky feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I had a sneaky feeling. We might, we might, uh, we might try and find a way back into it. And I was thinking, okay, this is horrible to watch because up until that time, we we had created nothing. But mm. after the third goal, now this is <laughs> horrific to have to say, but we were a lot better after conceding three goals. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and, it's like uh, it's like against Tottenham at the weekend. We got worse when they went down to ten men. It's like, yeah. <laughs> um, well, you can't make it easy, can you? No, so you, you can't. We, did, we three did... goal, three goal deficit to start with. Oh, we do make it hard for ourselves, don't we? We did in the midweek as well. When we lost Olympiacos and made that nervy yeah. completely unnecessarily. Yeah. But um, yeah, I, I posted on the WhatsApp group saying. Um, it's I, I, I reckon we can score three goals, but it's just whether or not. We could, we're going yeah, to concede yeah. anymore. That was I. I was confident that we could do it because oh. yeah, we started looking sharp. Um, yeah, you've got to I'm, ride your luck in that situation, and we yeah. did. Oh my god, yeah, we, we found a horse called luck, and we flogged oh. it to death. Definitely. Uh, and well, let's because that there's a lot of that in the second half. Um, they hit the post. There's some refereeing stuff. But let's let's just wrap up the, the first half because, like we were saying last week. Um, we started just, <laughs> I mean, I know there were three nil down when they did this, but they scored at an important time again, which was close to, you know, yeah. close to half time and just before. So it does change things going into the half time at three nil is, is bad, but yeah, it was three, one going into the second. <laughs> it's definitely it's, not good. Yeah. It's not, it's Expert not. Expert analysis there from Toby. <laughs> you heard it. Three nil down. <laughs> Uh, I, I do wonder yeah, why they did, don't. I don't score. get a call from Mikel. <laughs> like, I, I was expecting a call at some point to be at least an assistant <laughs> manager, but yeah, um, assistant team yeah. manager. Yeah, uh, <laughs> but we we did score. Yeah, Lacazette with an absolute uh, thunder bastard. Yeah, yeah. It was and deflected. Cafu. No, sorry, sorry, not Cafu. Um, Chambers. Sorry. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. Right. Yeah, uh, yeah. I thought it was. Was it not? No, no. It was Chambers. I thought it was Cafu. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a sign. Drills in across. Good touch from Lacazette. I Wonderful it was an touch. Finish until I realised. Until he uh, was drilling it wide, and uh, I don't even care who got in the way. It was. Yeah, it was given as an own goal, wasn't it? Own goal. Yeah, well, but whatever. Who cares? Yeah. yeah, when you strike it that well, and it, you know whether it's going off target is irrelevant. He almost, he almost hit, it, hit well. it too well. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> oh, we need to stop spending so much time together, mate. <laughs> it's getting bad. <laughs> um, but um, I, I think yeah, he deserved the... it. You know, he. Oh. Yeah, he. I, he um, I thought he had a really good game actually in all areas of the pitch. I think he had, could have had a couple. There was one I think I can't remember. I think it was actually in just the beginning of the second half. Maybe we should come to this now that. Again, Chambers outrageous ball with the outside of his boot that chipped over the back of the defence. Uh, Lacazette chips it over the keeper and it gets an unbelievable uh, cleared off the line. Unbelievably off that, I don't know who the defender yeah, was. Yeah, that but... was that was like the forty six. I was Diop. I oh, was he's it? huge as well. Yeah, he's a big man. Um, big man. Um, yeah, that was like the forty sixth minute, and then a few minutes later, Saka went through after mm. a really nice touch from Lacazette. And I, I've got no, like, I think um, Saka has been incredible this season. Yeah. If there was one thing that I was 
be critical of him I would say it's his finishing similar to Walcott in that when he has time to think about it it seems to be a lot worse like when it's an instinctive finish it seems to be just so much so much better um so yeah maybe maybe on his time out out the team he can just work with uh, what's his name Steve Round Steve Round and Moel Nenny they can all go away not go on international duty and just practice like banging shots yeah, with all the time in the world. Uh, we'll, yeah. we'll get party in on that training session as well, because, man, he can oh, sky yeah, a ball. Oh, it's a good shout, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Every time you look at me, just he's shaping up for a shot, you're like, no, it's not I what you should do. I don't know what's going, going through his head, Rose, like that. I know it's been bad recently, but this time, I know. I've just got a feeling. Isn't... He's a confident man, I'll give him that. But, like, so, I, he, he, so he's so... Close. Yes, yes. He he does react like he um he does react like he almost um like he's so shocked that it wasn't or, or that it was yeah. really close. You know, and, yeah. But he he's, yeah. he was so good today at a lot of stuff, and the way he you no know, puts a ball through the middle or ping a ball wide is so good, and he connects so quickly and smoothly and accurately with a ball better than anyone yeah. else on the pitch sometimes. Apart from when he shows, I don't know how that's not a (laughs) transferable skill. I don't know. Almost just imagine you're passing it into the goal. That's all you need to do. (laughs) It's fine. Passing it. It's not a shot. Yeah, Yeah, but there was a period period in the the second half where we were dominating. And I was like, if literally every time Thomas Parker gets the ball facing their goal, he Mm. will just pass it into Lacazette's feet. No matter how many people are in the way, Aka will come short, Parthi will just ping it into him and then he'll play around the corner to, you know, Odegaard or Phenomenal as well today. Yeah. Um, Odegaard or Saka or I would say Aubameyang, but he really never got involved, to be honest. Mm. No, he didn't. He didn't really. He was completely out of the game the whole time. And um, yeah, but Parthi does that so well. It just literally every time he just sort of manages to get out of a tackle somehow, back to goal, turn around, bosh, like I said, it's got the ball. Uh, and yeah. it, it is really good. Um, but yeah, and, and actually uh, sort of on that note, there was a few sort of like free kicks that were given around that and, you know, particularly on party and there was a few further up the pitch, I remember. I, and this is where I thought would be a good time to bring up that the refereeing, uh, I was Super, pretty... I thought. <laughs> yeah, absolutely brilliant. I, I, I mean, yeah, it was very, very lenient. There was one that... Do you remember when they were through on goal? I think it was a two-on-one with Jesse Lingard and whoever else it was up yeah, with them. And then I, he, he, he pulled it back for their furious. free kick. Oh my God. I'd been livid, mate. Livid. Yeah. Um, um, do you know if, uh, if, if referees, do they work full time as referees? Are they employed <laughs> or do they have no, other jobs? I, I think they found them at the pub. And I think as, as long as you've only had at least a couple of pints and you can do, you, you know, you, you, you can talk about football. Like, then. I look at, <laughs> I look at John Moss and think like, if this is your full-time job, how do you look like that? Like, surely you get <laughs> fitness training. Like, he he is so far away from the ball all the time because he physically can't keep up. And it's not a criticism. <laughs> I thought he had a fantastic game today. Um, but, but yeah, it just, just baffled me that he, he looks so heavy. And I was like, mm. but your job is to run around a pitch like, like yeah, I don't anyway. know. There's there's there is quite a few tubby ones, isn't there? You know, we haven't really had a like a. He, he's the biggest. Uh, yeah, he's he's a big man, and I, 
I, I wonder the heavyweight how that of uh, yeah. referees. Yeah, of course. I mean, ever since the the heavyweight, the muscly man of uh, oh, what was his name? Howard Webb. He was a he was a scary man. Yeah. What a tank. What yeah. a tank! Yeah, fair play. Um, but mm. yeah, since then it's yeah you get a lot of fat people, and I wonder maybe it's part of the criteria. Maybe you don't want to, you can't show up the footballers. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Um, um, but anyway, yeah. So that moment happened. We did we uh, a a second a second. Oh, yeah, yeah. We already scored. Oh, okay, we scored. We a haven't got there yet. Then. We okay. saw a second. And actually, well, can I uh, can I just I'm gonna walk you through how this happened to me, right? Because this was great. Right. So my girlfriend was staying here this weekend. Uh and 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 she lives alone, so socially, you know, we're bubbling, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Uh don't call the police. Um so <laughs> um what was I gonna say? And and, and I had one of those moments because there are some things in life that are so perfect, right? Uh so two minutes before the goal, uh between five and two minutes before the goal, Chambers put two crosses in that were so high and loopy. I was like I was like, yeah, yeah, why yeah. is he doing that? I said, he's just floating it in. And I said, this in front of my girlfriend and my housemate. I was like, he's floating these balls in. They're not going to get hit. All the attackers are going to have to generate the power on it. All he needs to do is just get to the byline and whip it in low, hard, and something will happen. <laughs> Two minutes later, <laughs> he literally goes and does that, and it goes into an own goal. The level of smugness in my living room for that moment was beyond anything. Oh, it was good. There's no better feeling. There Some, really isn't. Yeah, no, there's not. And um, it was Dawson, wasn't it? Dawson, own goal. Because mm, he's uh, ex-Spurs as well. Yes, love to see it. Um, mm. But to be fair to him, as soon as that went in, I was like, I don't think there's anything he can do there. Like, if he leaves that, no. Bamiyang's right behind him. You can't leave it. It's coming in so quickly. I don't know how, when you're running towards your own goal, you can possibly clear it. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly as you said, Toby. Get it in early, fire it low. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. You love to see it. Uh, actually, and on that note, on that goal as well, I think just going back to the refereeing, like they, uh, they, they get, they got, a, we got a free kick. By the way, Lacazette, really quick thinking. Again, he's in, involved in another goal. I mean, it was just so good the way he got it out wide and thought quickly there. Um, but that wasn't a free kick. It was a free kick the other way. If anything, what? Do you not think? No, it's a hundred percent. Yeah, no, it, it was not a free. Tierney didn't bring him down. This guy fell on the floor trying to play for the free kick. To be fair, I've not watched it. And back. nine times out of ten, times out of ten, it would be given. But it, it genuinely wasn't a free kick. Fair. And then he handled the ball like like as it was trying to just get the ball out of and play anyway. Then this right. guy tried to grab the ball to slow it down. Then we got the free kick. Lacquer puts his hand on it, stops the ball from moving, and then plays. So, so what was the free kick given for then? The guy on the floor handled handled the ball. it. Yeah. Oh, so it was given as a handball. Well, I assume so. Like that's the only uh, thing. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Right. So I, for some reason, thought that. Yeah. I don't know. I, I've, I, to be fair, I haven't watched it more than the times that I just watched it at the time where it happened, and I remember thinking, albeit I'm extremely hungover and my, you know, brain isn't working the same way it should be at the moment. I, I. I thought, God, that's a bit harsh. Um, but I didn't think of the handball, in fairness. I, I just very much assumed it. I don't know. I, it was just like, it was even, almost if, even if even it, going on the floor, it was a dive or yeah. something, I don't know. Even if it wasn't a handball, 
Like, mm. even if they didn't do that, we would have just played on anyway. Like, Lacazette was yeah. trying to play anyway. And mm. then he just puts down, like, it doesn't really change anything from that moment. No. Um, but yeah, I think Lacazette just passed it straight out wide. Mm. Yeah, then, and that was good. Yeah, the, Whipped it in, as I told him to. did exactly, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the master. Again, Mikel, if you're listening to <laughs> to us, gives, gives a call, mate. Um, I'm not sure Mikel is, but Bakayo definitely is. Bakayo now, so is, yeah. Can you just Bakayo... tell Mikel? Yeah, got a few things to do, Bakayo. Can you, firstly, have a rest? Secondly, yeah. here's a call. Uh, and let Mikel <laughs> know that, you know, we should be joining. There we go. Um, so, well, let's, let's, let's move on with the games. This sort of gets where it was seriously exciting. But so there, was a couple of, there was a couple of, like, really hairy moments. Um, we were saved by Kieran Tierney's, Tierney's uh, beautiful Angus beef buttocks. Um, <laughs> do you remember that? So he made an unbelievable I block, did. and I then he was just lying on the floor, yeah, and just, just smacked it into his bum. Is Scottish buttocks? Yeah. So well done to the big Scottish bottom. I, I honest, yeah. I don't care how you do it. Mm. It's just, as long as he stopped it, yeah. Unorthodox, but yeah. what you got to do? Whatever yeah, you got to do. Mm. Exactly. Um, and then there was a, and then a big, big Michael yeah. Antonio chance. Yeah. Oh. Oh. I, yeah. I forgot about that. Actually, I. I haven't written that down. I've written down the other moment where, um, there was a bit of a mix up with Leno, and somehow Jesse Lingard looked like he was about to tap it in. I mean, again, Leno for me, I haven't seen it back, but I the feeling I got was there was a bit of a mix up with Leno there, and um, it made oh, I watched it back. back, and I still don't know what's happened. So weird. And then yeah. Chambers got back again. So made two two pretty good tackles there. Mm, yeah, uh, had to do it twice. Um, yeah. So and then the, the yeah. do you remember the Michael Antonio one? Yeah, the, uh, number the nine. I've his name. Whipped it in, and uh, yeah, he, he just just got on the end of it and hit the post. And mm. then um, Paul Merson at the end of the game just went on like a five minute rant about how because the pitches are good. The mm. studs are shorter, and because the studs are shorter, people don't score as many of those chances because they can't reach them. It's <laughs> lots of bollocks. Is that that you know? That I watched. I watched an analysis, like of, you know, one of those five minute analysis, like yeah. BBC videos they do. Pat yeah. Nevin did one, and that one was about why Pat corners Nevin. are hitting the first man more often. And then he basically linked the fact that at Stamford Bridge they have like 3G grass followed onto real grass. And then when you make that step from 3G to real grass to plant your foot to cross in the ball, you therefore, it's just like a slight difference. I was like, no, they've got Willian on the team who's crossing the ball and he hits the first man. Don't read into it anymore. It's not about that. It's literally <laughs> kicking a ball. It's, uh, you know, <laughs> it's so funny. It also happens at every ground. So yeah. immediately. <laughs> It's like yeah, it's so funny. Um, yes, but no, Paul. Paul. I mean, yeah. Well, we'll get on to Dick of the Day in a bit, but I mean, he 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 had a few moments. Um, yeah, I do love Paul Merson, but that is silly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and between those two, that was their um, four on two chance or the two on two chance where um, uh, party went down, and then they, the ref brought it back when they were through. So we we got lucky. We had two. Mm. We we could say we created a few chances that we didn't take as well. But yeah, mm. I felt like we have been fortunate to be kept in this game uh, massively. And I was thinking, yeah. I was like, I think uh, 
Aubameyang needs to come off because he's off nothing. Um, bring someone on for him, which yeah. obviously happened. Mm. Uh, so it was, uh, who is it? Uh, Pepe came on for Aubameyang and Smithrow came on for Xhaka. Yeah, yeah that was a good. In his um, quest to play every minute in every competition in every season <laughs> comes to an uh, end. I, for- I forgot that like somebody like Xhaka probably does need a rest, but he just... I just never remember him being injured ever. And it doesn't really worry me. No, he is like the most resilient man. Mm. I think he might be part robot. I think he is. Well, he is, yeah. He's Swiss, isn't he? And they're like, you know, very well put together people. um, Because Leno's like half beat bird or something, isn't he? He's a lot of, he's half half a lot lot of things. things. Yeah, it it, it spiralled out of control that. And and I don't really know where to stop. I'm hoping yeah. at the end of the season there's probably a good point. Maybe I should start again next <laughs> season. I don't know. But uh, he's yeah. half half Brazilian, half Rob Holding, half bird, half cat, half wall, half sofa, half chaise long. It's weird. It's weird. We need to yeah. stop. It's, 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 you know, but people but just I give think people Granite Jacker might be, might be half robot. Okay. Maybe um, we can do that on what we learn. Yeah. Those subs, those subs seem to, well, they did work well. They were great, yeah, really good. Martinelli was good to see him. Um, I thought he wasn't necessarily very effective. He didn't have that long to 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 affect you know affect the game. But um, I'd like to have seen him at centre forward, but you know not for this game. I mean, I oh know Martinelli was on for nine minutes, just the nine. So I mean, that's yeah hard to make a difference then. Um, yeah. Pepe coming on for Saka, great call because I mean he comes on and what a cross, what a cross. Yeah. And uh, Odegaard played amazing, but I don't think the pass out wide was that good because it didn't allow Pepe going to his left foot and then mm. he had to kind of like change his run slightly, stand up across on off, kind of off balance. On his uh, wrong foot. Yeah, how it, yeah, on his right foot, like fair play to him. That was an unbelievable cross. And um, Lacazette, good movement in the box. Mm. And a relatively simple finish. Oh yeah, I mean, t- yeah, he, I mean, he got a powerful header, got it into the back of the net. Um, Flappy Hansky didn't have a chance, really. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he didn't really. He made one error early on, didn't he, Flappy? Mm. But um, other than that, he was unfortunately quite solid. Yeah, well, there was that next Ventures. chance. Yeah, like so. Yeah, firstly, that was great. Like seeing Lacazette score that goal, you feel pretty good. At that point, you really are thinking we're going to win this. The momentum was all yeah. with us. And it's it's weird. I think we've got through the whole game really without well, barely mentioning how good Martin Odegaard was. Like he, he wasn't involved necessarily with any of the goals that much, but he created so many other chances. And just after the goal, he created that chance with Pepe one-on-one. I just couldn't, I think he went with his right foot or something, but I just remember him just sort of squandering a one-on-one afterwards after an Erdegaard like pass that just cut through the defence. Um so that was pretty good as well. But yeah. It, it was it wonderful. Mm. So but a shame we couldn't really come to anything. And then um it was pretty hairy in the last last five minutes of, of injury time. I remember oh, they had mate, a mate, the last oh. twenty was hairy. <laughs> yeah. I mean the whole <laughs> game was very hairy actually yeah. thinking about it. Um but yeah, I, I remember Le- so Leno came out to punch a ball that was so that good. That was really good. Yeah. So they, yeah. they had a free my whole kick. My life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> it really did. Um, but he 
he's got a few more halves to add to his character when in what we learned but he um yeah because they, 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 we give away a free kick stupidly i think it was tierney that gave away i, I could have i can't remember but they swung it in and they looked like they were going to get ahead to that and um yeah, yeah. good good punch yeah and then uh, uh I, I can't really complain at a three or draw no i mean they're a significantly better side than tottenham like they were way better oh, so um, much better so much better. i thought they looked really really well organized for probably hard like, i think they we we dominated the second half but they still managed to create chances they were dangerous on the counter-attack they're so physical um and you can tell you can see why they're they're so high up the league um, yeah so I, I you know I, I can't complain especially after going three nil down to come back and draw three or by the end of that i was i was quite relieved when the final whistle blew yeah um, just the stress levels were so high i think i i know this is going to sound really stupid because we didn't get the extra two points that you know we wanted but in the grand scheme of things this week right we've we've beaten spurs we've we lost olympiacos but we went through the same night that spurs went out um and then today we came back from three nil down and whilst we only got a point i think in the interest of keeping up the momentum which is going to be hugely important for the next round against um uh sorry who we got the slavia prague i should say so next round europa league you know making sure that we've got that kind of mentality that's just that goes with momentum i think getting that point and coming back in the way we did in the grand scheme of things is probably as good as a win and i appreciate that we didn't mm. get the points which is probably the most important thing but given where arsenal are and that the really european spots are, are quite a distance off given the number of teams in between us really it's the europa league we need to be focusing on now and maybe the momentum was the most important thing and, and league position is is kind of given ugh, hopeless this season anyway so i don't know what you think about that well well up until today i didn't think that but now it's unfortunately mathematically impossible for us to win the league oh um, no is it <laughs> yeah yeah oh that is that yeah. is disappointing it, yeah. it really is oh, um after, after the win against tottenham <laughs> i know <laughs> after the win against tottenham i thought we we're gonna make a late charge for the title but city are now too far ahead so we can we can still get second um, oh, we could we could we could yeah um, my still personal pick, opinion pick is United we could focus... second place. yeah we should i mean I... that would be great um they lost to leicester today as well but um yeah it would be nice to come second but i think we should focus on europa league but maybe there's a few questions about that so we'll leave that to there so who, who was your man of the match um it was quite a hard one I want to give an uh, honourable mention to to Callum Chambers and apologise for my comments about his hair last week. Um, but my man of the match was Udegaard. Uh, Udegaard. I just nice. thought he was. I just thought his next next level. Everything he did was good. Um, he, he felt yeah yeah like everything we wanted Özil to be, or maybe he felt like prime Özil. He like the way he plays is quite. He, he, I dare I say better. I know that's a huge statement, but in terms of promise and what he, yeah, yeah there's similarities for sure, but there's more of like an oomph about what Erdegaard does. And I appreciate he's got a way to go before the camera. Was he a offers huge yeah. much more off the ball. 
Mm. Um, you can see that immediately, like Ozil never offered that off the ball. And then I think it's too early to yeah. uh, to make judgments about on the ball. But yeah, he, he was outstanding today and has been for the last few games. So yeah, he was my man of the match. How about nice. You? Yeah, well, those, those two were actually my honourable me- um, mentions. I mean, Chambers mm. was ridiculous. I thought... Yeah, oh, he was so good. It's 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 weird having a defender and you know when we concede three goals so early as like your honourable mentions. But um, yeah, no, I thought he was very good. Odegaard, the same same reasons we said. I thought he was absolutely class. If we can have any chance of signing him, you know, full time or even just an extra year loan, then oh, I'd literally be either so for either of those. Um, but Lacazette, I thought he was brilliant, and I thought he really deserved yeah. it. I mean, he was involved That's in all that. three goals. If it wasn't for him, I don't think we'd have scored at least a couple of those goals. I mean, obviously he scored them, but I mean, if someone else is in that position, I don't think anyone else in the team scores that goal that he scored in the first goal. I know it was an own one, own goal, but the way he touches and sets it up for the shot, I don't think anyone else in the squad really has that same style. And um, Yeah, and then second goal, passes it out wide from really quick thinking from a quick free kick, and then obviously he scored the 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 leveler so I, and the only reason I chose him I think really is just purely because of how many goals he's involved in and I think whilst Odegaard was amazing and he really was amazing um, he actually wasn't really involved in any of the goals so that's that's what I left it down to yeah that's fair and um, what about your dick of the day um, <laughs> so 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 I've I've got an honourable mention to Carragher because when Declan Rice went on his massive run and ended up having a shot <laughs> Uh, yeah. Did you hear him? He literally went. <laughs> yeah, it reminded went, me of Gary Neville in the Champions League <laughs> where he's commentator Torres. He did. He did. He's like he, he did. He did like a uh, he did like a pre. He went ooh, and then he almost <laughs> sounded like when when he shot and Leno saved it. He went. Um, I can't even try. It was like ooh. <laughs> it's like ooh. <laughs> I don't know how to do it, but it was well, a yeah, good ooh. No, yeah. And if it wasn't so uh, yeah. funny and like good, like and not bad. Then I, I don't think I'd give him Dick of the Day. I'd sort of give him the opposite. Maybe he was my man of the match. I don't know, but it was very funny. Um, but my Dick of the Day is Paul Merson. So, <laughs> uh, and and it wasn't for the for the studs thing because I didn't know that he said that. But it was just those bloody <laughs> it was those bloody glasses. He's trying so hard to be Ray Winston at the moment. <laughs> he just looks ridiculous, and he looks more and more like Ray Winston every day. And yeah, just for those glasses, I had to give it to him. Uh, it's quite funny because I had two people as well. One of them was Paul Merson. But it wasn't for the, either of the previous things mentioned. Uh, he So the, the second goal, the West Ham second goal, mm. he said that Jesse Lingard's part to play in that. So uh, for anyone who didn't see it, it was a quick thinking, quick free kick in which Jesse Lingard played a... I don't know, 10-yard vertical pass along the floor around no one. And Paul Merson said it was the best thing he's seen all season. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did go on about how like, it's like the best goal he's seen, like it was better than his yeah. first one. And I was like, did you see his well, first yeah, goal? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't think he is my dick of the day because I'm giving my... I noticed that obviously a lot of the players have not been following the... Uh, the rules about not going to hairdressers um, and a lot of them got pretty sharp haircuts but whoever is cutting Kufal's hair is my dick of the day because it reminded me of the HSBC advert where there's a blind man shearing sheep um, 
And I can't remember. It was, was it? No, I think it was spec savers. That would make a lot more sense. But like, a, basically, a guy who can't see is shearing sheep, and all these sheep are just like really patchy because obviously he can't see what he's doing. And Kufal's hair was essentially just had a like a chunk out the back of it, um, and the rest was just seemed to be left alone. So uh, Kufal's hairdresser was my dick of the day. Okay, I mean. I'm looking now and you're absolutely right. How did I not how did I not spot that? No, Kufal. I mean it is horrendous. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Kufal, dick of the day. Yeah, he deserves that. He deserves that. I'm looking at his FIFA face now. He looks terrified. Why does he look so scared? That's hilarious. Anyway, um and Declan Rice doesn't look like Declan Rice on FIFA. Anyway, oh, that's because it's Jim Jim City. I don't know. Uh anyway, um, well, we're going on about some pretty weird stuff uh, that isn't relevant to the football anymore, and I'm sure people are very bored. So let's let's take a small break, and we'll go on to the questions in the second part. Questions. Load up some questions. So, okay, guys, uh, we'll see you in part two after this short break. Okay, welcome back to part two. So we're going to be answering your questions. Thank you very much for submitting. We actually had hundreds and hundreds of questions, so we did have to just sort of take some time there to just narrow it down and remember what we've covered so far and so maybe we can elaborate on it. So, um, Gus, do you fancy, fancy taking us away? Yeah, uh, there's a few on the same theme that Nidash.raj sums it up best by asking, do Real Madrid accept payments and kidneys? <laughs> I assume that's a reference for Erdegaard and not... Um, and not Sabayos. <laughs> well, let, well, let's just assume it is Odegaard. Yeah. Well, you know, they might be a big Sabayos fan, but let's just assume it's Odegaard. Yeah, I think we can, it, we'll only go off the performance today to, to suggest that, of course. But Brad Hickson um, said price tag for Odegaard, him over Sabayos from Real Madrid. Madrid. So same sort of question. So um, I, if they do take payments in kidneys, I'll happily donate uh, both of mine um, and I will, will die do, for that to happen. I'll do one. <laughs> Oh, we'll go one each then. There we go. That okay, so fair. if we pick two kidneys. Yeah, yeah. So how, how how much, how many kidneys do you reckon we... Okay, so let's figure out the value of how much we would pay for them and how many kidneys that would be. So <laughs> I'm going to go out on a million and I'm going to say 50 mil. Maybe, mm, probably a bit more. I reckon Madrid might ask for 60. We would easily cover this with one kidney. So I've just I've just checked, and it's about two hundred sixty-two thousand dollars. What? Um, yeah. Um, yeah. Heart heart's about a million. Liver's about half a million. Kidneys quarter of a million. Yeah. Oh, I'm looking so, at the same thing. Yeah. Well, so organ yeah. trade well, on the black market, you get one hundred sixty thousand. So no, it wouldn't be uh, one kidney. It would be loads. Yeah, so let's yeah. let's do the math. So let's say oh, sorry, six, sorry, sorry, yeah, sorry, yeah. Just spread that so, <laughs> so so, so, so let's say yeah, I was gonna say that was a terrible one. So so right, let's yeah. do this then. So let's do sixty million divided by how much? Two hundred and sixty thousand. Yeah. Oh sh- uh, okay. Sixty, 60 million. One, two, three, divided by what is it? Uh, two uh, it's two it's well, it's two hundred and twenty nine kidneys. Two two hundred and okay. 220. Okay, let's call it a, around 230. So it would, okay, it would cost so 230 kidneys. So if we can get 115 
Uh, oh God, no, no, obviously not. Sorry, double that. <laughs> we need God. We're both our maths today. Um, Four hundred and sixty vid- people. Nice, nice. Four hundred and sixty people to donate one kidney. Yeah, yeah. that or uh, just two hundred and thirty people to donate one kidney. <laughs> 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 that would make more uh, sense. <laughs> you know. Uh, Either way, we would ask all of them, and then between two people, one of the people <laughs> would end up donating. <laughs> God, I anyway, know. How much? Yes. How much? How 230 much kidneys. Two hundred thirty okay. kidneys. Um, I reckon. Well, as a person who doesn't own the money, I would pay five hundred million for the guy because <laughs> it's not my money. Um, but in all seriousness, I reckon it's quite hard because I only really like, like that is a genuinely difficult question to answer as somebody that, that doesn't have the money because it's but he if we paid a hundred million for him i'd be happy um i think we probably million? Both, no I way think, no no but i was about to say that would be overpriced but i would be fine with it you know okay. um I, I i i reckon 60 i reckon 60 yeah i don't think here we go his market value is 40 million euros according to transfer marks and I'd yeah. happily pay that. Happily pay that. Yeah, but Madrid will want more, won't they? I mean, they're going for a restructuring at the moment, um, which worries me yeah. because he could be part of that or he may well not be at all. Um, yeah. I think it's more realistic that he'll end up staying for an extra season like Danny Ceballos did. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I'd still take that, like a, another loan. I think that'd be fine. Um yeah, I'd like to. I'd mm. like him to stay beyond beyond this season. Yeah. Um, do you, have you got a question? Uh, yeah, yeah. So in summary, yeah, a sixty mil would be nice, but I'd be happy to overpay for him because he's great. Um, yeah, I mean, there was quite a few under the same topic, really. But it says, do you think Chambers should start over Bellerin from now on? This is from Jamie McQueelin, three six five, which um, suggests no. to me that Jamie McQueelin is Jamie McQueen 365 days a year. Smart. Yeah. Um, no, I don't. And that's nothing against Chambers. I just think it's too small a sample size to make any any judgments. But it is a very handy option to have mm. because at the minute, if we take Chambers out of the equation, Cedric's covering both flanks. And it's just too much for one person to do. Mm. Like ideally, well, we do need another left-sided left-back, left-footed left-back. Um, but in the short term, it would free up Cedric to kind of deputise for Tierney on the left. And that would allow uh, Chambers to to cover Bellerin on the right. Yeah. Um, I, d- I do agree um, generally. But I do think that he... he, he those are two performances that both defensively and defensively and offensively. I don't can't remember the last time I've seen Bellerin put two performances like that together. And I think he deserves at least to keep his place for now in the Premier League. Our um, next game's against Liverpool. Does mm, that change your thought process? I don't know. I, I have this thing about Hector Bellerin because I, I really like the guy and he's now our longest serving player. And I've got, I, I genuinely, I feel bad saying this, but I just, his defensive performances uh, really do worry me and I think he mm. he hasn't been the same player and that's not to say he couldn't get back there um but it, yeah I, I I just don't haven't seen the same performances since before his injury he just looks less mobile he looks 
I don't know, the touch is maybe slightly off. He looks a bit lost in the final third. He doesn't really deliver. And I think, yeah. you know, Chambers today was just above and beyond anything we've had at right back for a long time. With that So, but look, he has his games yeah, uh, where he's really good. So I don't know. I've been quite impressed by Cedric as well. So mm. I just don't know. I don't, I'd be a bit worried about uh, Chambers going up against Mane. Uh, yeah. Just the mismatch there in terms of pace like Mane's going to burn anyone but mm. it would do it to a lesser extent to someone like Cedric or Bellerin and then for the more physical games I'd be more than happy to see see um, Chambers come in and play more frequently right back yeah I just the next game is probably not the one that I would play him in I think that's that's a fair summary yeah I um, would you play against him against Slavia Prague? Uh, yeah, I'd be open yeah. to it. I've got absolutely no clue about Slavia Prague. Do you know? Uh, That's weird. I'm not a <laughs> big fan of the Czech yeah. league. But, um, yeah. I've, apparently, they're very physical side. So, yeah, if it, if it, if it means they're, they're, someone who's, they're a team who's going to throw loads of crosses in, then mm. absolutely I'd be, um, be on board with playing uh, got, um, Chambers. It wouldn't worry me if I saw his name in the team sheet. No, no, I, 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 he, he excites me, and I think he should be given his chance to, to, to make right back his own if he deserves it. You know, and I, um, you know, apparently he's been training well and obviously been playing well as well. So yeah, that should be very exciting. On that note about Slavia Prague, got a pretty good run to the final if we, if we do it. Um, mm. I mean, obviously today's first half performance was quite worrying, but um, Slavia Prague and then either Villarreal or and and Dynamo. Zagreb in the semi would be pretty That's tasty. Un- Unai Emery's Villarreal. Oh, it is as well, isn't it? That could be massive. That could be massive. Could um, be. I think we've been recording for quite a while, so let's let's make this our last two. Um, yeah. Oh, well, I've I'm got, just gonna... I've got a few what? on a theme. Go on. Um, let me just pick... I'm going to do it from Riley underscore Alan, who asks, uh, do you think things would be different with Martinelli? I assume if he means over a Bamiyang today rather than uh, Yeah. Yeah, I think it's it's different. Like you say, it's horses for courses. And I think Martinelli just brings that energy that a Bamiyang doesn't really have. I think there's that desperate need to maybe get in behind or things like that. But then a Bamiyang offers things that, that Martinelli doesn't. And it, it's really hard to tell before the game. I think naturally, I just think it was a stupid decision, really. I mean, I don't know having a Bamiyang on the right, but I assume Martinelli would have started on the left. He would have started. So... It would have been different, I think, but I don't think the first three goals would have been different. Maybe they would. Maybe you know. I think he, he, I think the third one would. Mm, true, true. I think I think Martinelli closes that guy down. Mm. Stop the cross coming in. Uh, I don't think he necessarily switches on more for the second one, and I don't think it matters who's on the pitch for the first one. Mm. But I think he for the preventable third goal. I think he would have at least made the the guy take him on before getting a cross in or something rather than just having a, a free cross. Yeah. Uh, like only because Bamiyang was so quiet today, I, I, you know, even if Martin Lee played the whole game, like he couldn't have done anything less than a Bamiyang did today. I agree. Yeah. yeah so, and uh, yeah. He, he, he has that level of energy that is quite um, influential and it, like the Alexis Sanchez, you know, it just brings everyone else yeah. to life. And I wonder if had he had the same energy at the beginning, then would everyone else have been lifted up a tiny bit maybe as well? So obviously it's impossible to say, but theoretically, I think that makes a lot of sense. 
Cool. Um, cool. Uh, last uh, question then. So, well, firstly, uh, well, Sebast- Sebastian.s says, can I get therapy? Uh, Sebastian, uh, yes, yes, you can. We suggest it. It's very good for you. Whether you're struggling uh, with Arsenal mental health or, or you just feel like you need to improve your mental health generally, which we all can do. So, uh, yes, yes, you can. Um, the other one uh, has come from Hayley. Uh, Hayley Adelaide, who is is actually a good friend as well, so I think it's probably quite a nice one to round up on. Um, okay, so let's let's think about this tactically. But she's asked, what Arsenal player, past or present, would you bring into this team to secure Champions League next year? So let's think about this tactically. We can have anybody from our Arsenal Premier League history. What are you thinking? The first. This is not the player that I want to bring in, but the first two names that popped into my head were Rami Shaban and Oleg Luzhny. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So R- Rami Shaban was our backup goalkeeper in like the early noughties, I think. He was eligible mm. to play for about seven nations. And Oleg Luzhny was a Lithuanian right back, I think, and neither of them very good. Yeah. Tactically, which position would we need an upgrade on the most? I mean, did you say central midfield part? I was about to say, maybe? yeah, but I, I feel harsh for saying that on on Jacker, and I think he's been good. But ultimately, it's an upgrade yeah. looking for, right? And I mean, I mean, honestly, I would, I would. Okay, so I think about two places: centre centre back, just like a commanding, experienced centre back that's really good. Tony Adams, I think, would basically stand out um, as probably the one. But but if not, if not, I reckon Fabregas in midfield. I mean. You could play Thierry Henry on the left instead of Aubameyang, perhaps, or maybe we could have a true centre forward. Um, I don't know who springs to mind immediately. Well, it's maybe really Thierry Henry. Like, but... Henry, Henry, yeah, Henry, yeah. yeah. Uh... Or would you put Bergkamp in the Lacazette role as such, where he drops deep? They're good options, aren't they? They Bergkamp, are good Henry, options. Fabregas, uh, Antonio Adams. Mm. The fact that okay, based on today's oh, it, it, at the minute, the thing that I think that is capping our consistency is our own mistakes. Yeah, and someone needs to hold them accountable. Creating, mm. Yeah, so I think you even need like a defensive midfielder like Gilberto Silva. Gilberto Silva, yeah, it's just someone who's just very strict. Or, or to, I think I'd go with like someone like Tony Adams or Sol Campbell. Or Coquelin. Chinamoto would be in for a shot as well. Absolutely. Oh my God, that's so funny. Um, Quincy Oisu at Bay, he could do a job up top, I yeah. think. Um, but so, no, I think. I've literally, right in front of me, I've got a, um, a signed picture of um, Arsenal when they won the, the double end to, uh, in, when the Prem in 2001, 2002 season. Mm. I'm just looking around the names on there and there's some, <laughs> even, even a team who wins the league can have players like Francis Jeffers, Junichi Inamoto, Igor Stefanos <laughs> in it. But there is hope for, for this team. There is hope. It's just when you're stuck with all of that stuff. Um, I, I think, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I think, okay, I, 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 I like the idea of having a a, someone at a centre back that can hold people accountable and call out their bullshit when they're not concentrating, i.e., Tony Adams. There's Question for you. That job, yeah. yeah, he wouldn't take any shit. Tony Adams, who is he pairing with? I say Gabriel. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Mm. Definitely a left footer. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if if Gabriel's English isn't great, I'm telling you now that Tony Adams is not going to make the effort to learn Portuguese. So it's maybe a steep learning curve, but 
He might simplify the English, though. Yeah. <laughs> Get red. Yeah. That's about it, isn't it? And yeah. step up. Classic offside yeah. trap. Yeah. A few a few swear words here and there and you know, yeah. maybe do his little his little dance <laughs> that, to talk through tactics. <laughs> the, the window yeah. dance when he's managing what, Portsmouth, what? I think. Was it Portsmouth? I can't remember. I don't know. I I can't remember. Thing, but either way. Oh yeah, yeah it was. It, it was. So, someone's uh, someone's put the thriller theme over like Michael Jackson's <laughs> song over the top of it. So anyone good. who hasn't seen that, obviously it's not great for podcasts, but if you just type yeah. in Tony Adams thriller into uh, into YouTube, <laughs> I'm sure it'll come up. I think that was when in Soccer AM's prime days, I think they did that. It was very good. <laughs> very, very good. Um, all right, well look, uh, I think we should leave it there. We've speaking for quite a while. Um, and I think my housemate who uses this bedroom because there's the only desk in the house at the moment because we just still moved in uh he probably wants to go to bed so um <laughs> yeah well, well let, let's wrap it up there um but yeah thanks everyone again for listening if you are listening um but we've had quite a few listeners so far so it's been very exciting and you're all submitting questions and being very engaged and potentially this could be a good week so up next we've got liverpool um and let's we've got into lol first mm. sorry it's the interlow first, the international break. Oh my god, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I don't know what we're gonna do with Which the podcast. Is... We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I don't know. Maybe I'll, right. we'll do maybe I'll just jump on and more questions. More questions. More, more questions. More <laughs> questions. Maybe I'll just do it. Or maybe maybe we'll get on and, and we'll do a live video of me doing the Tony Adams dance. Don't hold me to that, but yeah. <laughs> okay. Um I'd pay to watch that. Uh, okay, I'm holding you to that. <laughs> uh, all right, let's leave it there. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Let's, uh, and have a good international break. See you on the flip side. See you.